and welcome back to another episode of JP and the Beans Talk. You bet. There's a holiday energy in the gym. We are crashing in on the Christmas season. I guess this is kind of our Christmas episode. Kind of is. Merry freaking Christmas to you. Yes. Yeah. Merry holiday. Happy freaking all the holidays. Be Hanukkah. All of them. And Kwanzaa. It's all of them, right? I'm excited. This This is now that we are straight up. In the thick of December, this is when I truly get uh, amped up for Christmas. In this stage of life, as the dad, where you get to kind of see and actually be a part of how this Christmas sausage is made, it's very exciting. My kids are going to have a great Christmas. That's good. Put that way. It's good. None of them getting coal. There's still time. There's still time. Returns are free through Amazon. So really, if one of them does me wrong, it's like, You'll be getting nothing but a black rock for Weird. Christmas. Shame how that happened. Santa recalled that. Yeah. Fun of a gun. Every gift you had. It says only for good boys and girls. Mm-hmm. And, oh, and it looks like it's nice. going back. Ridiculous. Lit up red. As an emergency. I'll tell you what. I really think, I really think I've outdone myself this Christmas because I have ambitions and by ambitions i mean i'm on the path of turning our basement into a full-fledged jungle gym like spoilers ninja well hopefully what if they right. listen oh, wow what, what if they, they listen, listen to this, this? the three-year-old is going to be bummed he's going to have it just all spoiled tough breaks and is not real either you're devastated now. You're really just doubling down at this right. point. I might as well throw gas on the fire. I'm texting Wes right now. I need you to listen to this episode. Your dad says some very compromising things. Save it. Send it to him on his fake phone that I'm sure he has. I'm sure he does have a fake one. He's got a lot of things he'll pull out of nowhere. It's like, where'd you get that? Mom, okay. Okay. But no, our basement, right? It's about the main room, about 25 feet long. I'm like, if I put some two-by-fours on that ceiling, I could attach, like, rings, monkey bars, ladders, all sorts of apparatus. Let's go nuts. So, I think it's going to be pretty sweet. should be pretty killer. Yeah. yeah. Solid. I'm looking forward to it. I have no idea what I'm getting for Christmas. Probably nothing. Other than just the joy, which, that's great. That's all You're going to buy be. yourself some adult Legos? We'll give it time. We'll give it time. We'll see. See, that's what you should do. You should buy some adult Legos, and then we can build it on the podcast. Maybe this is the year I get that Optimus Prime Lego set. It looks pretty sweet. Or you can get the, is the Cap Shield one? Oh my Is that gosh, a thing? Right, yes. Wow, yes. You know, the Infinity Gauntlet. Mm. There's a lot of helmets and stuff. I'm not a big fan of the Lego helmets, though. I gotta be honest with you. I just don't like the way they look. At least the Marvel ones. That's fair. They look a little. The Batman cowl that I have, is, I, I like, but the the design execution has been a mixed bag. So I would say some have turned out really well, others just okay. I love just okay. Well, I like I like the wall art ones. Hmm. You ever see that Iron Man wall art one? Mm-hmm. That's the one that I've sure. been like, oh, sure, that's sweet. Yeah. And the I think they did Star Wars villains for that too. Yeah. But see, those ones, those ones came out really well. Yeah. Those are really, really cool. I found a uh, website called BrickLink.com, and it has all sorts of just old Lego sets for sale, right, that people are obviously selling. So it's like a Lego-only 
eBay. If eBay only sold Legos, that's what this would be. So that is really cool. But the other really neat aspect of this website is you have folks design like their own original sets, right? But then they upload instructions on how to build them yourself if you wanted to. So it's like a digital copy of the printed out direction that you're used to getting or set of directions that you're used to getting with the Lego set. Uh, just pretty doggone cool. So Legos forever, man. It's, it's great. The boys are definitely getting Star Wars Legos. Smart. I remember, I remember one time I was like 17. And my, my grandma's like, you should help me get stockings for the younger boys. And, uh, She's like, I heard they like Star Wars. So oh, that's easy. Mm-hmm. So I got mm-hmm. lightsabers, like the old plastic lightsabers. And then I got myself one as well. <laughs> I threw that in my stocking. And then, well, yeah, I have, have it right there. Yeah. I got satyrs. And we just fought each other downstairs. Oh. Like, if you look at this thing, it's, it it's, Break it it's beat to shit. It's been through some things. I mean, look, come on. first of all, it doesn't even come out all the way. If you look at this thing. Like, this thing is... Oh, that's great. It's beat. But that's exactly how it should be. Like, it should have seen some genuine wars, which this guy clearly has. Yes, so oh, if you want me to beat up your kids... Done. I will I will come with my own in a heartbeat. See, it doesn't even come... It doesn't even put itself yeah. back together. I gave it all the work. I think Wesley's getting a Mace Windu lightsaber. That's the one they get! Yes! My, I have a legit purple one. Yes! So. Yes. You have to. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Isn't it kind of? Those ones are cheap. I think those are like five. Not probably not five bucks anymore. They're probably like ten bucks. It's crazy if you if you stop and think about it. It's actually crazy that Star Wars as a franchise has been this popular over such a sustained period. I mean, those movies started coming out in I think the first Star Wars was seventy nine. So you're talking. 80s, 90s, 2000s, 2010s, into the 2020s, and there's no slowing down. It's it's crazy. I think really the, crazy. I think the best part of all of that is they thought it was going to flop so bad, and that's why Indiana Jones came into play, because they're like, you know what? This movie's going to bomb horribly. <laughs> and now look at it. It's probably top five pop culture franchises all time oh my gosh top three probably for sure right i mean what, what would you even put up against it at this point the longevity piece i i can't think of the i think now you have to put marvel in there before right. i have no idea but i mean star trek is there but it's not nearly not from a, like a movie capacity right though. not from, from a more movie. from a tv show right and merchandise it's on a it's on its own and, secondary TV. right and they don't really market to kids as much also very true yep it's always been more uh more adult fair so to speak yeah yeah so star wars honestly might be one it it is it's probably number one it is marvel i think is two or three Mm -hmm. it's it's fascinating truly fascinating but but also what's so great about it is just the shared experience right i mean lightsabers Blasters, stormtroopers, Jedi, Sith—all this, like the fact that it, uh, fact that it endures, and you have the opportunity to share those experiences with friends, family—pretty powerful. It works. Well, they easily made one of the most badass weapons ever. Oh my with gosh! With lightsaber, right? They're like, what if we did swords? Mm-hmm. But it's a laser. Instead. <laughs>
And how about the sound that they put with it? Like that, that right there, I think, tipped it over the edge. Like a laser sword visually, yes, looks great. But just the hmm. Oh, it's the most satisfying thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's incredible. You think that would kill a lot of moths? Well, because they made it they made it sound like it's almost like the same. I'm not I'm not a big construction guy, right? That's not my forte. But there is a certain satisfaction you get when you use and hear the sound of a power tool, right? And it's almost like they gave the lightsaber a power tool adjacency where just the sound, right? It's like it sounds almost a little bit like you're sawing something, drilling. Something. It's it's tricky. It's tricky. Really clever. Really freaking clever. Sure. Yeah. Very true. Yeah. All good things. Well, Star Wars, Christmas, all these great things. The movie of the Christmas season, Riles, appears to be Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom, also known as Aquaman. The at least that's what I'm calling it. I am. <laughs> I want to anticipate this movie, so we're going to get into it. We're going to do a little Aquaman previewing. We're also going to have a uh, RIP session for the Dear Sweet Snyderverse that is officially concluding with Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom. The Snyderverse made it a full 10 years, incidentally. Fascinating. Not perhaps a great 10 years, but it did live. And it might not be over. A full 10 years. So we'll get into that as well. We'll have another classic JP and the Beans top five and you know what we have more previews as well i mean what if those episodes are dropping here in a mere set of days so there's good things to look ahead to on the marvel side as well so pretty fascinating stuff should we get into it absolutely all right let's hit it let's do all right so aquaman and the lost kingdom coming out on december 22nd just mere days away now one of the one of the things that we continue to go through with these movies and our previews is going through the cast list and asking the question of, will this person or character live or die? Which I think is extraordinarily appropriate here because, spoilers, I think there's going to be a whole lot of deads, a whole lot of people going down, all right? But just to get the freaking elephant out of the room right out of the gate, as I was doing a little research for the pod, it was truly just unintentionally hilarious how the posters for Aquaman, the first movie, and now Aquaman, The Lost Kingdom, how similar they are in that they feature Jason Momoa in the Aquaman suit, and there's a character standing right next to him. Now, in the first Aquaman movie, it's Mira, played by Amber Heard. The poster for Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom is almost a copy and paste of the first Aquaman movie, except you take out Mira and now you have Orm. So all these backwater shenanigans with Amber Heard and Mira. The first question that I really want to get into before we start running down the cast list, okay? Over under, how many minutes is Mira actually in <laughs> the movie? I'm saying the over under at five and a half minutes. I mean, real slim. Real slim. I think it's going to be quite, quite minimal. Oh, that's bear in tough. Mind, bear in mind, as we've discussed, she's been in almost none of the marketing other than a brief, oh, there she, oh, nope, then she's gone. She's there and then she's gone again in a trailer. 
And that's truly been it. And if you read on IMDb, the synopsis of the movie, it's laying out how Aquaman's character is preparing for a wedding, which just, among other things, leading a kingdom, balancing his life, preparing for a wedding, which there's no mention of Mira. And if they're preparing for a wedding, but they're not actually yet married, I mean... It just sounds like... They kind of did things out of order. Right. Did things a little bit out of order because there's a baby already. So you're telling me that kid's a bastard? Uh, by the official uh, Atlantean code? I think so. I think so. So anyway, I, five and a half minutes. I'm taking the under. I don't think she's going to be in it hardly at all. Thank hardly at all. Because she literally has to be in there. She'll be in there at the beginning. And I'm assuming she'll be, like, told to, like, watch the kid or she has to go somewhere else, right? So then she's going to be off doing her own thing, right? And then Aquaman will go get his brother, recruit, fight, whatever. And then she... Dad's watching the baby. Right. And so she's got to come back. Freaking Grandpa Tom. She's got to come back for the final fight. And a little... He's not already dead. She's not already dead. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm going to say over five minutes. I'm going to say... Maximum ten. Yeah. So I'm, my guess yeah. is seven is the sweet spot. Okay. I think she has. Okay. I think she has more scenes than we think, but mm. that's still not a lot. Mm. So we probably originally thought one to two. <laughs> I'm going to say three to four. Yeah, it's. It would be hilarious if Manta just kills her straight up in the first minute. Wouldn't that be unreal? Oh my gosh! Yeah, I would honestly cheer in the theater. You will hear me go. <laughs> In, in theory, you'll hear me go, <laughs> She's gone. Literally every time somebody dies in this movie, I think I'm just going to lose my shit. I think you're going to have a lot of opportunities for that. First, you'll be like, Yeah. I, here's, gosh, here's my hope. We've had such a uneven last few years of superhero movies. There's been some bangers in there. So this is not all woe is, you know, woe is us. But for the love of mercy, can we just get away from the uh, off-field drama, so to speak? Can people not be complete idiots? Wouldn't that be something? What a novel idea. Oh, just, I just stop being dumb. I was just going to say Marvel doesn't have these issues. And I'm like, oh, wait, no. They no, do. They have, <laughs> but DC still has, uh, but the thing with has that, a firm lead in the don't be dumb camp. Yes. But real before I sidetrack too much, I just do want to point out, did you hear anything more new about that trial? Because I heard pretty much like all the evidence is pointing at like he didn't do anything wrong. So Yeah. It a lot of it I think is gonna come down to a pre exist like someone's pre existing preference or bias because none of the evidence is terribly definitive. I saw the footage of Mr. Majors and his now ex-girlfriend getting out of a vehicle, having a little hustle, little hand tussle. And then he just sprints away, like runs city block while she chases him. And as objective, be- as objective as I can possibly be, and I don't think I can be fully objective because... I enjoy Jonathan Majors as an actor a lot, so there is a real part of me that goes, I really love for this guy to not be a turd, to not be guilty of these things. More importantly, just to not have actually abused someone, right? Whether he's found guilty or not. It's like, I just don't want the guy to be a 
an ass. Okay. Right. For my non-professional opinion, I don't think someone who is bigger and stronger than someone else and then therefore abuses that person runs away <laughs> from the person that they're abusing. I think instead they would shove the person back in the vehicle, slam the door, tell the driver, let's book it, and you know, do nasty, unfortunate things. So the video does not reek of uh, reek of guilt of Jonathan Majors on the abuser side. That was really interesting because they said even like the cut that she said, they're like, there's there's like yeah. no way yeah. they get matches, which is just interesting. Yeah. So the, the truth is probably some, you know, it's it's typically more uh, more muddy than, than entirely clear. So unfortunately, I think there's some truth to the, you know, Jonathan's at bare minimum put himself in some not good situations. Uh, but I also think uh, Grace Jabari is her name. She's uh, she's not the best either. They're not married. So. No, no, so. no. Yikes. So <laughs> enough of the shenanigans, really. So Mira, yeah, seven minutes max. I like that. At least she didn't poop in a bed, so oh, it's fine. Gosh. <laughs> uh, just, don't, just don't be dumb. Just don't be dumb. It's, it's incredible how that can happen. All right. Are you ready to go down the roster? <laughs> yeah. Let's do it. All right. Here's really my question. What's going to be one live? This, this has the great feel of they're all going to die. All right. That's yeah, what I'm I, I don't know if I'm that sold I'm on pretty that close happening. To it. Pretty close. I see that you are based off this list. Mm -hmm. So let's go straight from the top. All right. As listed on IMDb. So that is the only particular order. Aquaman, as played by Jason Momoa, I think dead. I think he lives. I think, he lives. I, I think okay. they give him. A ride into the sunset. Okay. With his character. I think they ended on a high note. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, that's very kind. Okay. Uh, I don't know why. I just have dead vibes. For Dear sweet Jason. I don't want him to. I don't want him to. I love the ride off into the sunset moment. Um, but it just feels like a like a dead place situation. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, Batfleck is making an appearance in the movie. Dear sweet Batman, as played by Ben Affleck. Yeah, just for the heck of it. He's toast. Like, let's tie the character off. Black Manta smokes it. He won't be, he won't be in this long enough to have anything. So I'm just going to say, instead of dead or alive, I'm just going to say irrelevant. 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 This man is going to be irrelevant. I have no idea why he would even be in the movie, truly. But, okay. Well, because why not? He's One last ride. He's their Nick Fury for some reason. Good grief. Oh, okay. All right. As played by Patrick Wilson. We think alive and the king by the end of the movie. Again, Aquaman in my world, dead horn takes over, and we're right back to where we started. I see, and I think he's dead. You think he's I, toast? I think he takes the yeah. sacrifice play because yeah. I think it ties the character's art off real nice because he goes from this dick of a brother yep. to like yep. he just saved first his brother. And protected the king of Atlantis. I respect and agree with your opinion vastly more so than I do my own. So I'm having a little fun here, but no, I think you're. Uh, I think you're most I likely. Think you should. Right <laughs> somebody <laughs> needs to fly off the handle, and somebody needs to be it's me, more I'm more realistic. I'm which flying. usually it's the other way around. So well, this is a nice change of pace. <laughs> something that we know, Patrick Wilson. This is a big deal, okay? Because we've seen the trailers. He gets to be shirtless, and I remember watching that. Uh, I'll explain. I'll explain. Right, let me finish. I'm fine. Let me finish. All right. Patrick mentioned, because I watched some making of documentaries of the first Aquaman movie, right? How he and uh, Jason Momoa 
And then, oh, shoot, I got to look. What's the guy's name that plays uh, Black Manta? Very unique name. Y.A. Abdul Mateen II. How they all worked out. And then Patrick Wilson's like, I, I don't even get to show off my muscles in this movie. I have like a half of an arm that shows. So I put in all this work, apparently for nothing. He was actually genuinely like frustrated by it. So here he goes. He gets his shirtless scene. Good for you, Pat. You put in the work, you get to show it off. I'm happy for him. Thank you for providing us all with context. Truly, yes. Yes. Uh, oh, jeez. So I'm, I'm there for shirtless Orm. Let's go. Good for you, Pat. Good for you. All right. Moving on. Desperately. Moving on. Black Manta. Again, as played by YA. And I, I don't know if he pronounces his name YA or not, but there is an individual that plays football. For the Iowa Hawkeyes, who spells his name exactly the same way and pronounces it YA. Well, that's better than my pronunciation. Mine was literally yeah, yeah. Could be. I mean, truly, could be. So I YA sounds better. Yeah, YA Abdul the second. Feel bad now because it's like if, if your name is Yaya, yeah, that's also fine. So right. Right. It's, it's 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 yeah, yeah, you know. It's not a very straightforward nah, I see what you did there. It's not a very straightforward one. So, uh, also dead. He's toast. You know what? I agree with you there. Yeah. Yep, yep. That trident's consuming him. He's gonna die. 100%. Yeah, I wish that, like, Aquaman would just take his head off. Right? Wouldn't that be sweet? Like, truly decapitate Black Man to see the floating Or feed him to a shark. Also awesome. Yes. Yeah, that'd be great as well. That'd be fantastic. Yeah. You're probably right. He probably does get consumed by the trident, but I'd love to see Aquaman just take him the frick out. I'd also be That'd okay be great. with great. Well, I and to me it could be a combo of both. Right? You know. Speaking of sorry, speaking of I just got really excited. Okay, let's pretend we're gonna backtrack here. Let's pretend Aquaman doesn't yeah. die. Okay. In the comics, famously, or rather infamously, he loses part of an arm, and rather than getting a new arm. A.K.A. Bucky Barnes gets a freaking harpoon arm. Hook for a hand. Yes. Hook for a hand. Hook for a hand. I would love that. I would hey, love that you know in this movie. It's my first iteration of Aquaman was hooked with right. a hand Aquaman. Right. That was a harpoon that he could like shoot. That's what oh, literally in Justice League. here. Right? He plays with harpoons of a sort. You know, grappling guns. Grappling guns. Right? So he's like, hey, check out this sweet... Appendage, I've set it up for underwater usage. You're really reaching today. <laughs> That's my grappling gun. Perfect reaching. I'm just trying to figure out how all these threads go together. I'm I'm worried the cold medicine's getting to your head. It could be. It really could be. I may have sit back on a little too much of Grandpa's old cough medicine. Wow. Okay, I, mean, I love Black Theory, and I'm leaning into it. All right. So, Harpoon. I mean, full support. Okay, so Black Manta, we agree, he's dead, one way or the other. King Nereus, played by Dolph Lundgren, here's the only way. Is he just another king of, like, a different kingdom? Right, right. Okay. Atlantean kingdom. The true way to express my belief of what's going to happen to King Nereus, if he dies, he dies. Pulling out Dolph Lundgren's Rocky quote of Apollo Creed in Rocky 3. So he's dead. Super dead. That's fine with me. Yeah. Go on. I didn't even know he was in this movie until I read this. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Was he in the last one? Yeah. 
Yep, does very well. Well, I won't kind of remember. Be super critical role, but he's a, he does well. Yeah. <laughs> he is uh, Mira's father, so that's kind of his wider connection here. It would be hilarious if he had more screen time than his daughter, but anyway, and it probably will happen. So, you <laughs> Gosh, it probably will. Wow. Good one. Okay. Tom Curry, played by Boba Fett or the Muir Morrison. He is super dead. Guys protecting the kid. Yep. Yep. He's going to protect the baby boy because that baby boy is getting kidnapped. Because what happens to babies in movies with superheroes? They get kidnapped. Ugh. Yeah. So what happens yeah. to children. Often. Yeah. Do you think he gets tossed in a Sarlacc pit and comes back decades from now in Aquaman 12? Out of the depths of the ocean, For he real. picks up another trident. For real. Yeah. It's an Anything can happen. Yeah, Tom's, Tom's very dead. Very dead. Uh, or they could have cloned him. Yeah. hundred billion yeah. times. He just made an new. army of Aquadads. Frick. Okay. Sorry, Tom. Good to see you, but you're toast. Uh, Lana, played by the always terrific Nicole Kidman. She's going to live. She's going to die. Do they kill both parents? I mean, that that's the real question you have to ask. And I can't, I can't see it personally, but at the same time, no, I can see it. So I'm going to say dead. I'm going to say he loses both parents. I think you need to establish wow. Black Manta as a badass, and what better way to do that than kill his entire family? Mm-hmm. Including so, the baby? Including the baby. Sure. I, actually, I, ins- I see that you don't have the baby yeah, in here. He's so, listed as an official cast. So, something I can do? So since we haven't, we'll just talk about him now. Baby, alive or dead? That baby's dead. That baby's dead, and when he dies, I'm gonna be like, I'm rooting for it. You know how ballsy that is of a play. This is the ballsiest of plays. That's how you end on a crazy, memorable note. Okay, you just end it. Really, the only. I'm not advocating for any children in this movie. Oh, I'm not either. Yes. But But if they're truly going the effort, we're out of this anyway, kind of route. I could see him doing it, and it'd be pretty, pretty dark. It would justify, it would justify Manta getting eaten by a shark. It would justify, you know? Because you're like, I don't know if he's going to actually kill him, but he's definitely killing him if he just watched him kill a child. And not only just a child, his child. Because I could see Black Manta being like, I don't want any more of you because you killed... You're responsible for the right. death of my father. Yes, right. So, baby's dead. I think the baby lives. I mean, I can't go that dark. Baby's dead. Can't do it. Okay. All right. Well, we went there. Good for us. Stingray, played by Jamie Zhao. Okay. Don't even know who that is. Right? Listen, I did research. There's not a DC Comics character named Stingray. You know what there is, though? There's a Marvel comic character Sue. named Stingray. Sue. Wait, hold on. Does that mean we can make our own characters uh, that are named after animals? I think that's where we're at. So I can just make my own version of Rhino? Sure. Sure. So here's the deal. I think Stingray dead also, more specifically, by a shark. It just has to be. And we'll skip ahead a little bit here, and then we'll circle back. But there is a character in this movie, Harshan, who is a shark. And I think that character is going to eat Stingray. A shark person or a shark? Yes. Yes. yes to a shark person, or yes, yes to a yes. full shark? Yes. Okay. Yes. Do you think King Shark 
comes back in this movie? No, but it's King Shark adjacent. That's so very similar. That's a that's a missed opportunity. That is a missed opportunity. They should have brought King Shark. Hundred percent. That'd been fantastic. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, totally dead. All right, King Atlan, played by Vincent Regan. Tell you what, he's already dead. They're just bringing him back for a flashback. Oh, right, right. So he's dead. That that was really easy. Okay, uh, Mira, played by Amber Depp. I mean Amber Heard. Hey, she's not even in the movie. Also dies protecting so, the child. Also, yeah. The guy's protecting the child? Well, maybe if they liked her. <laughs> Since they don't like her, they might just kill her. Can you imagine if they just kill her off screen? Oh, wow. They don't even show it. They're like, yeah, she died. But I don't think that'll be the case either. So, wow. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how she dies. I can see her dying pretty quick, though. Yep. Somebody, somebody has to die that's super, super close to... To Aquaman. The dad dying makes a lot of sense. That's too easy, though. It's and I feel like he's... cut and dry. Because like, that one's like the obvious one where he's like, oh, well, you killed my dad, so I'm going to kill your dad kind of and thing. Tom Curry is just a human, so he can't really defend himself. Right. Himself. So that's why it's like, yeah. it makes sense to kill the baby. Whoa. You know what I mean? I can't, that's go, like, there. I can't go there. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I'm not saying it's right. Or wrong. I'm just saying, in the in the logical track sense, it makes sense. I'm not, again. I'm not saying it makes sense literally, I know, but I know this character's head. This is glorious. This is my I think my favorite who's living in triangle list we've ever done. This is fantastic. All right, couple more names on the list. Doctor Shin, played by Randall Park. Was he in the last one? Real briefly, I can't remember. Like, I didn't very, remember very he was in it. He was no, the. They showed him like in a, in news footage, and then post credit scene with Manta. He had, yes, he had rescued Manta. Oh yeah, Manta will probably kill him too. I think so too. Yeah, Doctor Shin's toast. So last on the cast list, Harshan, played by India Moore. Is that like royalty person? This is the shark person. Yes, is the shark person though like royalty as well? Is like oh, is that a know. king or queen of another? Let's pretend that it is. Either way, like this. this character lives. You're giving me a freaking mutated shark person. <laughs> they better live, and they're gonna eat Stingray. It's fine with me. So there you go. Oh no, skin in the game here so, on that one. I might count only characters that I have alive: Orm, Lana, <laughs> also. Oh yeah, and then Karshan. So I got three characters still alive: Orm, Lana, and Karshan. I think I had two. Mm-hmm. Everybody else is toast, including the baby. I had dead. So you you had you had three. <laughs> you had three with the baby. Oh, the baby. oh you had four with the baby. I think I have two. Oh my god, including the baby. So that's Aquaman. And oh, who was the other one? I was I was gonna say that was alive. Oh, I said the the shark person can stay alive. So that's it. I said everybody else is dead. This actually what a massacre. She took an odd turn. <laughs> I saw all the deads. I was like, oh. That's too many. That's way too many. And then I go through it. And I'm like, no, more are going to be dead than not. So. Well, something that's unique, truly, to pull back a little bit here. Something that's actually unique about this movie is there is literally no follow-up movies to expect with this set of characters in this particular version of Atlantis. And so all bets could be off in terms of which characters live or die because there's no actual practical need to keep any of them alive or around for future installments. They could truly kill everyone if they wanted to. I don't think it'll go 
quite that far. Well, and they had the Flashpoint fix everything, too. Yeah. So it's like, even if they do all die, then it doesn't end. They somehow bring Freaking back the Snyderverse. I mean, I'm actually surprised Aquaman's alive after almost drowning in that puddle with Barry. So. Uh, that was fun. Yep, yep. There you go. So. Uh, there's there's your Aquaman cast preview. Who will live? Who will die? At this point with this movie, it's gonna be a sh- it's coming in a shade under two hours. Okay, I I really thoroughly enjoyed the first the original Aquaman movie. I thought it was a great time. It was far from perfect, right? Like there there's plenty of uh, plenty of flaws. If someone wants to pick at it a little bit. But for the most part, I thought it was a really, really enjoyable flick. And ever since it came out back in 2018, I've been looking forward to the sequel. Now, the original ran a crisp two hours and 23 minutes. This one is being clocked at two hours and four minutes. So a good 19 minutes of less screen time. I'm going to choose to take the optimistic route and say a lot of that screen time that's uh, shaved off, that's different is the time that has been taken away from Mira on the screen. So I do think you, you often hear me ring the alarm bell of, if the movie's too short, it's not going to be good. It's a bad indicator. I don't think that's necessarily the case here as far as is the runtime an indicator or not. I love that the rest of the band is being brought back with Aquaman, with Orm, with Black Manta. I do love that. Minus Defoe. That's right. No Willem. Oh, catch. Yeah, that's that's Bush League. No Willem. Okay. But you when to get out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it could there could be truth in that. But there's enough of a core here. And yeah. of course <laughs> James Wan as the director. Aquaman was his was his project, and so the sequel he's been allowed to maintain as his project. So I do think it's gonna be good. I would love for it to just go out in a blaze of glory. I wouldn't say I'm that optimistic just because of all the shenanigans surrounding, not even particularly Amber Heard, but more so just what has transpired during the production of this movie in regards to the DC extended universe. So that's my that's my take on it. I'm looking forward to it. I'm trying to keep my expectations fairly modest about yourself. Yeah, I'm looking at this as just one fun roller coaster ride. Yep. Hopefully. Not as bad of a roller coaster ride as like Venom Two per se, but like I I think it's gonna. What did you say the time was? Two hours and four minutes. Yeah, I I think it'll get to the point pretty quick. Lots yeah. of fighting. Yeah, and I, I and like you said, I I actually enjoyed the first one quite a bit. Same. I thought the fight scenes were some of the best in a superhero movie, so I'm looking forward to seeing that again from James. Yep. Um. So props to props to the director there. Yep. But. No, I'm excited-ish. So I just we'll see how they tie it off. I think I think they just go. I'm hoping they just told James like go big, finish strong. Right, whatever you want to do, do it. Yeah, you have complete creative freedom here. Yeah, and then uh, hopefully, honestly, I do hope they bring him back for a different hero. Mm-hmm. Since because uh, what he's normally like a horror director, right? I, I would love that's truly his, throw him at like a Constantine. Yeah, that, that's truly been his filmography is just kind of, it's kind of random. It's the it's the two Aquaman movies, one of the Fast and Furious movies, and a whole bunch of horror movies right. that Patrick Wilson tends to be in. Right. Yeah. Yeah. 
I, I agree. There's uh, there's room to maintain some relationship there. So, okay, well, that's good Aquaman talk. Uh, to transition slightly, one other question I want to run through here. Considering that this iteration of Aquaman is about to get tied off, it just prompted the question of looking back on the DC you it started in 2013 with man of steel it's wrapping up here with aquaman the lost kingdom and upon reflection i'm just really curious like is this i don't think it is but i started asking the question of is this the biggest waste of the snyderverse because there are going to be a lot of missed or not quite fulfilled opportunities that have come in this last decade of DC movies. And this to me is one of the bigger ones because I think the casting of Jason Momoa as Arthur Curry, a.k.a. Aquaman, was a old and very risky choice, but I think it injected some uh, some fresh, unexpected life into the character. So I think it was ultimately the right choice. So it's a shame that he's not going to be able to continue portraying the character. And it's a shame that James Wan is not going to be able to continue making the Aquaman movies because I thought his vision with the first movie was outstanding. But just looking down the roster, so to speak, of the DC movies and the characters, whether it's Superman, Wonder Woman, Aquaman, Batman, Shazam, Flash, the Justice League movie, the fact there's been really no Green Lanterns in the Snyderverse. Well, at least we get the Suicide Squad. <laughs> Great. Amanda Waller, she's sticking around. It's just, it just feels like yet another, well, not quite for the Snyderverse. Well, for me, it's like, I mean, just listening to those franchises, it, I feel like they didn't even fully tap into their franchises, right? right. I mean, they didn't have, let's be, not don't count Batman versus Superman. Outside of that, they didn't really have a Batman nope. that was like Batman showed up and he was present, but he wasn't present. Right? He was just there. Yep. Um, and to have like don't get me wrong, Suicide Squad is such a cool concept. It would have been a great movie if executed properly, which I think the second one was done a lot better than the yep. first. Right. But that got a movie before Teen Titans. Mm-hmm. Like if you think about it, Teen Titans has a way strong fan base from people from my age group with the the cartoon growing up that was Mm -hmm. very popular, Mm -hmm. right? So you have that. Green Lantern's another prime example. We finally got a Flash movie, which, and it was bad, but... So you had two... You didn't even have two Superman movies, really. I don't... Again, I don't count Batman versus Superman. One solo Superman movie. You had one and a half. You had one and a half Superman movies, right? So, like... Only one of the three main characters from the Trinity. Your three powerhouse. Right. Only one of them got two movies, and that was it. So how did that get two movies? How did Aquaman get two movies? You don't even have a movie with Batman. You have half a movie with Batman. And you have one and a half with the guy. No solo movies. He's a part of several in varying roles of significance, but never once in his own solo flick. It was like... It was like they had Superman, but they're like, I don't want to use Superman. 
Like, right. but we need to have him present, but we don't need him, right? Yep. Black Adam had no business being made into a movie. Oh, don't get me wrong, Dwayne. Like, yep. it wasn't, again, that was a that was an okay movie. Right. That was not a bad movie. That wasn't a good movie. It was a movie. Yep. But that was, right. but that is got that, one. Is that getting made? Not the Green Lantern movies. They cast, I mean, Ray Fisher is Cyborg in the Justice League movie. Great casting choice. Great character. That's all you get out of him. All you get out of him. In the original cut of the Justice League movie, you get hardly anything. The Snyder cut, you finally get more of Ray Fisher. But it's just just a legacy of missed opportunities. That's really what it comes back to. And I get they were probably trying to stay away from the CW a little bit, and that's probably why we got the Flash late, and Mm -hmm. probably why we didn't get Green Arrow. Mm -hmm. But let's be real about those. That was not a comic-accurate Green Arrow. That was a... That was a Batman with a green arrow skin. That's what that was. So, it had, and that's another character that would have been fantastic to see, right? I mean, Black Adam, we got to see Hawkman. We got to see Cap, or Captain, Dr. Fate. Right. Great characters. Glad we saw him. But yeah. again, I just don't know how you go through that and. I feel like they just didn't tap into the franchises that they should have been tapping into, which is yeah. on par with DC as a whole. But yeah, old question. It, it comes back to a lack of of leadership and a lack of vision. Um, Zack Snyder's, as it pertains to the DC movies in particular, his best and his worst quality both played itself out in the sense that he's a bit of a contrarian. Right. And so he's very willing to do things and he frankly enjoys doing things differently. And so he goes, all right, I get this character of Batman. Well, let's make him a good 15, 20 years older than we've ever seen him before. That much further down the road of his career. Right. Let's cast Jason Momoa as Aquaman. He's not a white blonde dude. Let's put that guy in the Aquaman role. And so it's these simultaneous, there's just a lot of decisions like that. It's like, let's kill Superman really early. Let's have Lex Luthor be Jesse Eisenberg. Like there's, there's a balance that was never quite found with Man of Steel. Okay. I love that movie. And the idea was, hey, let's give a more serious take on the Man of Steel. Like, what would happen if this alien being shows up on Earth? Would would Earth really embrace this guy and go, all right, hey, we love this dude. This is great. No, they'd probably respond to him with skepticism and doubt and try and take him out. It's like, that. okay, that's realistic, but is that actually what we want to see? What a lot of people want to see in a Superman movie? Do people want to see Superman and Batman fighting against each other in a sequel? So a lot of unique ideas but there was never the balance outside of Zack Snyder to go hey yep fascinating concept but we can't go that left field let's bring it back here's our center line here's the path we have to stay on and then once Zack Snyder fell out because of his own uh, family tragedy which was very unfortunate there is no one left to go, oh, okay, so Zach's out, but we have this vision, we have this direction. And so it just became that much more scattershy. So it's it's been such a such a discombobulated last 10 years where 
I think there's a handful of really good movies in here. But unfortunately, the legacy overall is just a lot of missed opportunity. So whether it's not leaning enough into the key characters or choosing random characters to emphasize or just truly not having a cohesive vision. I mean, it's it's really wild. It's really wild with all the money that is out there to be made if DC could get its poop in a group that they haven't done it yet because there are billions upon billions of dollars that they could be raking in if they had a consistent, solid vision. And my gosh, framework is out there for all these characters. These aren't characters you have to build from scratch. You've got decades worth of comic lore that you can just pick the best parts of and go, this is what we're going to do. So, but this is what happens. This is the antithesis of what Marvel did so well with Kevin Feige is he's the guy keeping all of these dozens of directors and actors and actresses on one cohesive path. And that's what it looks like when you have a nice tight story structure compared to the, well, we're going to follow this one guy's vision, but he's not really consistent and oops, now he's no longer a part of us. So really the leadership at the top, this comes back to James Gunn as far as the future is concerned. Be fascinating to see if he's able to provide a sustained vision. Certainly hope so. Great. But okay. Enough of the Snyderverse talk. Let's transition a bit here into the what if territory. Because it turns out what if we're just a few short days away from what if season two dropping its first episode. So December 22nd, episode one comes out. And then for nine straight days, we have fresh what if episodes ending on December 30th. So let's just rip through each episode title here. So episode one, what if Nebula joined over core? Episode two, what if Peter Quill? <laughs> Earth's Mightiest Heroes. So three, what if Happy Hogan Save Christmas? Episode four on Christmas Day. What if Iron Man crashed into the Grandmaster? Episode five, what if Captain Carter fought the Hydra Stump? Episode six, what if Kahori reshaped the world? No idea who Kahori is. Fascinating. Episode seven, what if Elf on the Ten Rings? Episode eight, what if the Avengers assembled in 1802? Okay, and then concluding. 16. Did I say 18? I'm yes. sorry. Thank you. 1602. And then episode nine. What if Strange Supreme intervened? All right, Riles. Nine episodes. Which of those, simply by title alone, stands out to you? Um, let's see here. Well, first of all, I'm in love with the uh sequel for the Captain Carter. I think seeing uh, Cap come back, I don't, I'm curious how they do that. That'll be really cool. And then uh, the 1602 Avengers on top of the Peter Quill attack, because I believe that's the episode where we get the 80s Avengers. So I like the episodes. Sure, sure, sure. I like the episodes where we're getting different versions in time of the Avengers, because I like this idea of like, um, it's more of a, like the Avengers have always been around. They haven't always been, you know what I mean? Sure, sure. You know, see them come through in time, and it's more of like a something like that. Yeah, I think that's cool. Yeah, so I'm all about it. Yep. Um, so those would be the three. 
I'm assuming Strange Supreme comes back and he's like, oh, you guys messed up everything again. Uh, he comes in for fix fixes it. Nebula joining the Nova Corps. I have no care in the world for. Happy Hogan saving Christmas. I don't even know what that means. Iron Man crashing into the Grandmaster. That one will probably be cool because he's probably going to be where the Hulk was in Thor 3. So it'll probably, that, they'll probably just switch it. So that'd be cool to see that. Kahori, um, that's going to be a whole new character. So that would, that might be really interesting because that's, she has fuses with the Tesseract or something like that. And that's how she gets her powers. Right. So that'd be really cool. Halo and the Ten Rings. What? That one, that one's the odd one out for me. Not even the odd one out. That one, I don't get how that connects at all. What that does for anyone. Okay. Now, if you would have said Hala, if what if Hala was worthy and she's the one wielding Mjolnir? Yeah. That would have been interesting. Right. But like, and then had Loki take her place and then Thor be in like Loki's spot? Great. But like, that's just weird to me. Because we don't really even fully know what the Ten Rings are. Yep. You know, we, we kind of have an idea, but we don't really know. Correct? Right. So, right. that's odd to me. And so, yes, that's where I'm at with all of those. How about you, sir? Yeah, I'm fine. I, I want to enjoy this. Okay, truly, I, I would like to get on board with and enjoy... Uh, the What If series. As we've talked about before, I love the animation style and I like in in general kind of the, the concept. Right? I think it's fun to explore truly the hey, What If scenarios. But just reflecting on season one, I think season one was such a more or much more obvious and easy to understand the appeal of each episode, right? Like, hey, what if T'Challa becomes Star-Lord? Okay. Yeah. What if Doctor Strange lost his heart instead of his hands? Yeah, that was a great episode. What if Killmonger rescued Tony Stark? I mean, there, there were just so much meat on the bone of, oh, yeah, that, that would be just a little twist to a familiar story. And there is, I mean, what if Ultron won, right? Like, good grief. That was fantastic. And so here was season two. I'm just less confident that we're getting some twist on a pre-known tale that we've already like had some emotional investment in so it doesn't mean it's not going to be worthwhile it just means that it seems to be uh it's a more call it bold take this time around so i think it's gonna be a little bit uh they're it's more risky put it that way put it that way 100 percent like you said, I love the idea of the, uh, especially the historical Avengers. Like, what if the Avengers assemble in 1602? Okay. Yep. That sounds fascinating. The new character of Kahori. Okay. I can get excited about that. Um, just a couple of these sound like fillers, like Happy Hogan Save Christmas. Right. <laughs> okay. Iron Man crashed into the Grandmaster. See, that one sounds like that's going to be like just him on Sakaar instead of the Hulk. Okay. So I think that sure, one's sure. going to be. That one I can I can get behind. I think okay. that one would be really cool. Fair enough. But like Nebula joining the Nova Corps. Yeah, I have like, no care in the world on that one. Why? So exactly. It's gonna they're gonna have to do some work to to convince me that oh this is this is worthwhile. It's not just yeah. I would have loved to see one way. focused on T'Challa again too, mm -hmm. since we don't have him anymore. Right. So bummer. 
yeah, I can't. Uh, I certainly cannot commit to faithfully watching one of these episodes, truly, every single day. Uh, but I am nonetheless looking forward to consuming this season as a whole. It does make me want to go back and watch uh, season one. Most of season one ended up being really stinking solid, so yes. I would go back yes. and, uh, and rewatch that. Agreed. But that's where I'm at. All right, so what if? It's coming up. Be prepared. Anything else on that front? That's man? it. All right, well, it is time, therefore, for another classic. JP and the Beans 5. So the topic of today's Top five is we wanted to recap, by way of putting a bow on the Snyderverse, the best casting choices from the Snyderverse. Now, I made quite a lengthy list of the best and also the rest and some of the worst, because there is quite a uh, quite a variety here. But we'll stick, of course, with our top five of the best. Riley, you go first. All right, at number five, I have Zachary Levi as Shazam. Mm -hmm. He's my fifth. He he was very solid. He made me care about a character that I had no interest, like, good or bad. Like, Shazam was, like, neutral for me. He came in, I'm like, you know what? I can get behind it. Mm -hmm. And the guy who played Billy Batson also did a good job. So, but, like, he did a very good job at, like, you know, kind of being the young right. guy in a adult body, right? It, it was like in the grown up superhero body. Yes, it was big in in steroids. Yes. steroids essentially. So, yeah, yeah, that's great. Zachary Levi, number five. My number five is Ray Fisher, his cyborg. Now, taking this just off of the original Justice League cut, there's not really a whole lot to go off of there. But in the Snyder Cut, Ray Fisher gets a lot more screen time. And the dude is really outstanding. Really outstanding. Bringing a very human element to the tension of, hey, he's a superhero, but he has had to sacrifice so much of his connection with humanity in order to be that superhero. Because Cyborg should be a really cool character, right? Like half-man half robot, so you think you get the pluses and minuses of uh, of both, and in particular the pluses. And he does get to flex a little bit more with his powers as well. But I thought Ray Fisher, especially considering he was an unknown, like he hasn't been in anything else prior to the Justice League movie, I thought that was an outstanding casting choice. So Ray Fisher, on cyborg, is my number five. My number four, technically my Shazam. Same things that you said can't say that Shazam as a character was one that I had, again, strong positive or negative feelings towards. I didn't think Zachary Levi was anything like revelatory or incredible, right. but he he was. He was just, he was a nice, he was a big kid. He was great for what he was supposed to be. And I really enjoyed the first Shazam movie. The second one, it was fine. Wasn't terrible. Wasn't great. It was fine. And he was what he was supposed to be in it. So I thought he was pretty nice well cast. Well, and we just have the mythology and lore for Shazam is really cool too. Yes. Yes. So no doubt. So that's my number four. Exactly by. Who do you got? Well, my number four, look, I did this more out of respect for her than anything else. Um, Margot Robbie is Harley Quinn. Okay. Cause look, I'm not a Harley Quinn guy. Alright, I'm not. In fact, she kind of bugs me. But you know what? 
When I think of Harley Quinn, do you know who I think of first? I think of Margot Robbie. She nailed the character. Very well. Yeah. Right. She was Good fit. She was easily the top most enjoyable character in both Suicide Squads. True. Yep. I, I don't think there was very many people that competed with her in either one of those movies. Probably Peacemaker in the second one. Mm-hmm. But because who doesn't love John Cena? But Tidy Whitey's John Cena. I got I gotta have Margot Robbie in there just because of what she's done. And it sounds like she's gonna be one of the very few people that carries over into the regular DCU. Hmm. You know? Sure. Sure. I gotta give her my props. Okay. So Margot That's Robbie, Harley Quinn. Number four. That's great. Who's your number three? My number three is Gal Gadot as Wonder Woman. Yeah. She's gotta be top three. She's fantastic. I she, I think she personally made Wonder Woman relevant again Agreed. in pop culture. Because let's be real, she's kind of been absent outside of comics entirely. Right. And so I think Gal Gadot is the right actress to bring her up to prominence. So 100% Gal Gadot at three. Yeah, I love that pick. My my number three is Jason Momoa as Aquaman. Um, and I appreciate the boldness of the pick, right? Every time you see Aquaman in the comics, it's a white dude with blonde hair. And frankly, a pretty uh, a pretty neutral personality as well. And maybe a little surly, pretty hard to attach to, and uh, even as a reader of the comic. And so when you inserted Jason Momoa into the character of Aquaman, you just had to have the guy be himself, right? He didn't need to do anything outside of his comfort zone it was simply a matter of hey let's bring this guy and have aquaman be him instead of having him be aquaman which oh. i think there's a difference yeah, that's fair and so that was a that was a really bold but i think outstanding choice to have jason mola as aquaman so my number two gal gadot as Wonder Woman, as you said i think she did an excellent job of making the character relevant and there's something to be said for as much as I just said I liked the boldness of having an actor play Aquaman that looked nothing like him from the comics, Gal Gadot looks like Wonder Woman, just pulled right out of the comics. And so the look of the character, regardless of what they, regardless of whether or not they're what you expected them to look like from the comics, is really critical. I mean, it's just it's just true. Like the hero, the villain, whoever it is, they have to look awesome, and she looks awesome in both Wonder Woman movies in Justice League. I enjoyed the power set that she had, but coming back to the casting in particular, I appreciated that it wasn't an actress that had a long filmography coming into the Wonder Woman character because it's very easy to see that actress and recognize her as Wonder Woman, right? And I have to look past, well, I've seen her in this or that. that right. so I enjoyed that about the casting choice. So it's my number two. My number two, my number two might surprise you a little bit. Uh, my number two is Yaya Abdul Mateen as Black Manta. Nice pick. He is number two. That's a great. Pick. Uh, he sold a show in the first movie, I think personally. Um, it's one of the best comic accurate characters I think I've seen in film. Right, I I think he portrayed him perfectly. Uh, the suit that could have been, um, one of the dorkiest. Goofiest. <laughs> Terriblest, like, to come onto the screen from the comics, and they nailed it. It's badass. He's badass. His his drive and purpose, Mm -hmm. like, the dude is hungry to kill people, and it's fantastic. And the laser beams out of the eyes, they nailed that, too. Impressive. I 
and also if you look at like the DC like EU, DC. they're not a lot of strong villains. Totally agree. There are not a lot of totally strong agree. villains, right. and I think by far he's top. Well, yeah. for me, he's number one, yeah. but I think he's top three. Yep. Because you probably could argue Zod in there and sure. one of them. Sure. From Man of Steel, no, but he's a great villain, yeah. and that's rare in these movies. Oh, for sure. Very rare. Yeah, I love that pick. That's a great number two pick. All right, who do you got at numero uno? I mean, Henry Cavill, Superman. Yeah. I mean, that's your number oh, one, too, isn't it? Absolutely. I mean, yeah. That's no, just I haven't been no hanging on to this slot for yeah, Edward no, 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 no. I was going to say Dwayne The Rock Johnson as Black Adam just for fun, too. No, come on. It's Henry Cavill. Yeah. That dude was born to play Superman. Jimmy Chris. And he was robbed. 100% robbed. Correct. That dude should have played Superman for 10 years. And I'm hoping to God they were like, you know what? We need to go all in on Batman Beyond before Michael Keaton passes away. Mm-hmm. And then, you know what? Just age him up a little bit in the movie, right? right. Have Henry Cavill right. play Superman and mix it up. It, it just makes too much sense, okay? Yeah. He needs to be redeemed as Superman, okay? It needs to be done. It should have Preach. been done a long time ago. Preach. I was so excited for him to fight Black Adam, not because of... Black Adam, but because but I wanted to Henry see Cavill. him fight again, right? right? Him against Batman, that fight was... I don't want to see those two fight each other. No, I want to see them work together. Correct. They're, they're complete polar opposites that work right. perfectly together. Right. There's a reason why World's Finest, the comic book series, is doing phenomenal right now. Mm-hmm. A, it's well-written from what I've heard. I'm going to start reading that at some point. And secondly, <laughs> and secondly, it's because those two characters our opposites attract in this scenario. They work perfectly together. And they're like BFFFs. Yeah. Okay? I want to see them work together. I want to see Superman fight guys that Batman can't. Right. That are just over the top, strong, powerful. Right. I want to see Superman punch some dude through the moon. <laughs> just straight through the moon. Why? Because he's a nice big hole in it. Right? Like, fix it. Because you're Superman. I don't want to see Superman's human side. Okay? Mm-hmm. I want to see him the shit out of people like Henry the world is made of cardboard right? he was perfect yes so jacked yes he was huge he worked that's part of what genuinely bothers me is the guy worked so hard he so wanted hard. to be there right. he wanted to do that's the, that's the most that's the hardest part for me with, with Henry Cavill Agreed. and this and in The Witcher as Geralt mm. he loved those characters so much yep. that he was doing everything in his power to make sure that they were the most accurate characters they could be. Right. And the studio or whoever yeah. else in charge of it yeah. didn't want to work with that. They want to do their own thing. Yep. Let the man work. He... What's bizarre about everything you said, I just am basking, basking in it. Perhaps what is just most bizarre to me is they got the casting right with two out of the three most foundational characters, and they started with Man of Steel, with Henry Cavill. Who it should start with. Right, who it should start with. I mean, it's no accident that James Gunn, as he's resetting the DCU, is starting with a Superman movie of his you own. Have to. Right? It's it's the it's the place you gotta begin. And it's truly, it's truly robbery that Henry Cavill is not being allowed to continue be, 
to continue to be the character because it's one of those scenarios of he has done everything right in terms of the effort, the energy, and the portrayal to the character that he's brought. And we talked about, hey, don't do dumb things. The guy hasn't done dumb things off camera, right? He's, he's recognized himself. Right. Right. He should be your poster boy. Human thing. And so nothing against David Corn Sweat, who I'm sure will portray the character very well. That dude looks like Superman too. Yeah. All right. Yeah. That guy Superman and Batman have both gone through multiple actors portraying them and it works. So it's not a it can't work. It's just truly they got it with Henry Cavill. And then the fact that they're passing on from him is is gonna be tough for me to handle for probably forever. And I will enjoy David Corn Sweat. But Henry Cavill's like, come on, like that guy is Superman to me, always. Well, and I feel like, I feel like they put Corn Sweat in an uphill battle mm, mm-hmm. because it's sure. like everybody wants to see Henry come back, right. so you're already gonna get, you're already getting pushback, yep. right? So, yep, yeah. I just, I just want to see Henry Cavill get a role that he likes that he can play for a while, right? Let's be real. Yeah. Like, that's why I want him to go to Marvel. Mm. I want him to be Captain Britain. You know, or yeah. like, or, you know. Brian Braddock. Shit. Yeah. A, a good X-Men for him, even. Right. Right? Just right. give him somebody that's right. good. Make him Dr. Doom. That would be an interesting trick. Interesting. I have to think that's on that. Right I, I, don't, I don't know <laughs> if I like that. Not, not that I don't. Again, it's no, I just, know what you mean. I know what you mean. He definitely would be very intimidating. He'd be a very intimidating Doctor Doom in like physicality. Yeah. Henry is a great Superman. The fact that he didn't get his run, they shouldn't have. They shouldn't have Batman and Superman battle each other. They shouldn't have had Superman die at the end no. of that movie. It's too and soon. Then right, way too soon. And so then they've got to resurrect him. And good. God, did they butcher his character entirely in the original Justice League cut where they can't get it right. Then they're doing the reshoots. Now you have the shenanigans with the mustache and the digital alterations that just look terrible. Like the guy, again, effort that he brought to that character and the fit that he was for that character wasn't reflected in everybody else around him. All the producers, the directors, he deserved better. So I'm right there with you with Henry Cavill as uh, as number one. Uh, real quick, the uh, <clears throat> the worst casting choices. Okay, Ezra Miller as the Flash, no brainer. Jesse Eisenberg, no brainer. As Lex Luthor. In, in Jesse's defense, nothing against him. It's he not his cast. Fault. We shouldn't no. cast for that role. Jimmy Olsen, sure. Yeah, we could have seen him more as Jimmy Olsen. Sure. Yep. Yeah. Hundred yeah. percent. Jeremy Irons as Alfred. Okay. I enjoyed Jeremy Irons. I didn't like that version of Alfred at all. Interesting. He was just a grump, right? And it's like mm, that's Alfred, true. Just it just wasn't the Alfred that I wanted. I Michael Caine. It's hard. It's hard <laughs> oh, to go from Michael Caine's perfect. It's hard to come yeah. after Michael Caine. Yep, no doubt, no doubt. Michael Caine. Yep. Uh, Mark Strong is Doctor Savannah. Like there's just two Sa- Savannah's this like shriveling little dude. Right, he's not this full like Mark Strong is a very strong looking and acting personality. Right, interesting, great actor, bad fit I thought for that role. Personal preference, 
you watch the movie, you don't look at it and go, oh, this is this is off. Really, it works. And see, I don't it's know Dr. The, Savannah well yeah. enough to be like, oh, that's not it's at all. Totally, totally my interesting okay. personal preference. And then just in general, like, what villains, you guys? Where are the great villains? Oh, yeah, that's what I'm them. saying. Just don't it's, have it's literally, it's literally... Black Manta was terrific. Black Manta and Zod. Yep. Ares in the Wonder Woman movie was... Yeah, he wasn't bad. Right. He was a good villain, but just not enough of that. Just not enough at all. You can't miss on Lex Luthor. You just can't. And he did. And they did. Yeah. And they did badly. Deathstroke, they built up like he was going to be sweet, and then they didn't do anything with him. They didn't do anything with him. And I think they're bringing... The Joker in the original Suicide Squad movie was just... Um, Enchantress? A wolf. Ugh. Yeah. So it's... I mean, there's kind of your villains, but they were the heroes, right, you know? Kind of, yeah, just like, just kind of. I thought Pedro Pascal and Kristen Wiig in the second Wonder Woman movie were very were very good for their roles. I still haven't seen that movie, but, but, but again, I'll take your word just, for it. Just not quite enough. Love me some Chris Pine. I'll miss him in the Wonder Woman movies. Chris Pine's my boy. Love him. I also love that they cast Russell Crowe as uh, Henry's dad. That was phenomenal. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I just love me some Russell. Let's be real. Superman had like two iconic dads, right? Kevin Costner and Russell Crowe, incredible. Yeah, I mean that's hard. Incredible. That's hard. Literally, the only one you could have like added would have been like maybe Kurt Russell, maybe right. Maybe. Other than other than that, it's like your two dads were Russell Crowe and Kevin Costner. That's phenomenal. Yeah, no, that that oh, it was, you, it was you shot two for two in the dad department. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's it's sad. So. All right, Riles, that's what I got. Anything else on your side, my man? That is all for me. Love it. I am good. Let's tie it off, man. Great stuff. Great stuff. On that note, if you like listening to us, you want to see our faces because you're just listening to the audio version, or you just want to hear us because you think we're ugly and you're watching only the video version. Isn't that nice? There's options for people. Yes. So we're on all streaming platforms. Mm -hmm. We're on YouTube at JP and the Beanstalk. You bet. Uh, On Instagram, JP and the Beanstalk. so far, the most communication I have on there is with your brother. So, shout out to Mason. Thanks, Mason. And Keep it coming, man. Him and I sometimes <laughs> have, a, have a nice little back and forth. Not very long back and forth, but we do communicate. Um, so, there. There you go. Uh, TikTok, uh, Magic Beans Productions. Also, if you want to hear me talk individually, uh, Magic Beans Productions on YouTube. Uh, yeah. And uh, I think that's everything. Masterful. Um, so, on that note, Godspeed. Peace.